What is the first thing that comes into your mind when you hear the words law and grace? Law and grace. Now, if you ask people or most people, they believe that these things or the law and grace could not coexist together. It's either you will live under the law or you will live under grace. So, most people would easily say that, oh, we don't have to live under the gra- uh, under God's law. We don't have to keep the Sabbath. We don't have to keep the food law, the, the appointed times of God. We don't have to. We only have to love each other because all we need is love. All we need is the grace of God and we can be saved. So, most people, uh, the prevalent thinking of most Christians today is that you are only you only have to love God and then you don't have to follow His laws anymore. Alright, so there is a one particular passage in the Bible that seems to support this. And if you're going through this uh, passage, at first glance, it looks confusing. Alright? It looks confusing because um, uh, the writer says that the law is good and then he would he would explain that it is not. So at, in, the, in the first glance, it's kind of confusing and he's making a contradiction out of his, his writings. So some people would go to his letters, actually most of his letters, some people would use his letters to say or support the teaching that God's law has already been done away. Now this is a huge topic, but I just want to focus in this one particular passage found in Romans chapter 7, verse 7. Right? Romans 7, verse 7. Let's just go through it very quickly so that uh, we could see what uh, my point here, that most people would kind of be confused and use this passage to support their teaching. Right? Let's go there. Actually, this is Romans 7 from verse 7 to 12. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. Verse 8. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law. So Paul was saying, I'm alive when there was no law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was to bring life, it was supposed to give life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy, just and good. Can you just see, brethren, that it seems that the Apostle Paul was saying that the law is not sin, and then at the middle of this, uh, of this passage, he's saying that it is, uh, it, it is causing him to sin, it, co- it has causes, causes him death. And then in verse 12, he would go on to say, therefore the law is holy, the commandment holy, and just and good. So it's kind of confusing at first. So I want us to go through this verse and look it up and see what the Apostle Paul really have to say about the law. And then later, we will see the role that grace have to do in our salvation, right? So let's go to the first message here. First verse. It says, What shall we say then? 
Is the law sin? So apparently, the Apostle Paul has been accused by some people that he was saying that, Oh, in your teaching, you are saying that the law is sin. Alright, so he is addressing now this issue. So he said, Certainly not. Actually, this is a um, an expression that expresses the highest, I would say that, the highest no. Alright, he was saying that, Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. So this is the purpose of the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. So, do you know what's the purpose of the law, brethren? The purpose of the law is to define what sin is. He was saying that, I would have not known that I have sinned already if I have not known what the, the, the law said. Okay? So, the Apostle Paul is telling us that the law shows us what sin is. It tells us what is good and evil. And it tells us which way to go. It guides us. It teaches us, it teaches us how to behave. And it helps us to understand how we better live this life. Alright, so in essence, brethren, naturally, when you look, in, when you look a newborn child and, the, and that child grows up, he naturally doesn't know God's law. Have you heard of, of uh, a child saying that, Oh, Daddy, we should go to the Sabbath service when it's Sabbath. No. Oh, Daddy, you, don't, you, you cannot eat pork. You cannot do that. You cannot do this because they don't naturally know God's law. So, the law was introduced so that we would understand what law is. Alright? So, let's continue. So, that is the purpose of the law. That's and the Apostle Paul used covetousness as an example. He said, I would have not known that covetousness is, is a sin if I, if I didn't read the Ten Commandments or one of the Ten Commandments. And then he said here in verse, verse 8, But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. So, if you look into the verse 8 here, brethren, he's saying that, that's, that sin is taking advantage of the law. And because of the law, plus um, because of the law and sin, it produces in him all manner of evil desire. How is it possible, brethren, that sin uses the law for, for the Apostle Paul to produce evil desire? Is the Apostle telling us that the law causes him to have these evil desires in him? Is that what he's saying? Of course not, brethren. What he's saying is that human beings have the natural tendency to rebel against God's law. If you look into, uh, if you jump into um, verse 15 to 20 of the same chapter, you will see here the Apostle Paul is describing his, his struggle in doing what God wants to do and what his uh, carnal mind or carnal flesh wants to do wants him to do. Look at here. Verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, I do not practice. But what I hate that I do. If then, I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that is good. But now, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to wills present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. 
For the good that I will do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. So if you go to Romans 8 verse 7, brethren, Romans 8 verse 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Did you see that, brethren? So the Apostle Paul was saying here that when he said, But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. He was saying that we have that natural tendency to break God's law. The mere fact that the, that the law exists, he, he has this evil desire already. Have you experienced that, brethren? There's, um, let's say, um, speed limit. All right? There was a time that there's no speed limit in, um, let's say, in diversion road. Okay? When that speed limit was put there, you have this natural tendency to break that speed limit. The mere fact that there's a law, you want to suddenly want to break it. Di ba? Pag sinabi, oh, ano ha? Quiet time, 10 a.m. The mere fact that it's 10, ay, 10 p.m., sorry. <laughs> that it's 10 a.m. 10 p.m. The mere fact that there's a, there's a law or there's a, a rule that it should be 10 p.m., you, want, you, you suddenly want to break it. That's how the carnal mind works. That's why the Apostle Paul was saying that when he was introduced to the law, he suddenly had this desire to break it. Kasi alam niya He wants to break it because that's the carnal mind. The Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity. It is natural, naturally hostile. Galit. Kaaway. Ayaw niya ng God's law. So, we should not be surprised that a lot of people don't want God's law anymore. They just want to love, grace, ganun lang, okay na. So, this is what the Apostle Paul was saying. Tignan niyo to, ah. And he added, For apart from the law, sin was dead. Ano ibig sabihin nun? He was saying that when there was no law, there was no sin. When there's no law, there's nothing to break. Pero nung nagkaroon na ng law, then there is sin. Sin is alive. He, there is now a possibility that he is going to break that law and he will commit sin. So that is what the apostle was saying. And then verse 9, ito pa. Some people use this as a way to, to say that God's law is evil and it should not be, it should be cast away. That's why it's uh, done away with by Christ. He was said in verse 9, he, he wrote, I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin divided, and I died. So, look, I'm reading this verse. He was saying that, okay naman ako dati. I was alive. No, nung wala pang law, okay naman ako. But when the, the commandment came, nagbuhay yung sin, and I died. You know why? Kasi a lot of people think, just like the Apostle Paul, before he came in, he came to know Christ. He was thinking that he was a righteous man. He was a good man. He was persecuting the Christians and he was thinking that he was doing God a favor. That he was serving God by killing all these Christians. So, when he knew the commandment uh, through Christ, he's, he, he suddenly understood that there was sin and that sin was revived. Let me just give you an analogy, okay, so that you would better understand this. There was this person who has this um, 
yearly checkup, right, in, uh, to the doctor, okay? So, before going to the doctor, this person feels alive. I feel healthy, I feel good, I, I could not feel better in, in my entire life. Pero, nung pumunta siya sa doctor, and he saw their salt, the doctor found that he has a silent disease. And because of that, the doctor said, you have only a few years to live. Did you see that, brethren? All of a sudden, the person feel dead. Mamamatay na ako. Ilang, ilang taon na lang, mamamatay na ako. So, once the, the, the examination result came in, that's when he found out that he's actually a sinner. So this is what is happening to Paul. That he is finding out that through the law, he slowly or he immediately see the many sins that he is committing. Alright? So that is what he was saying here. In verse 10, And the commandment which was to bring life, I found to bring death. Of course, if you are going to keep the commandments, it will bring life. It will help you to live a blessed and fulfilling life. But if you're going to break it, then there's death. It will bring the death penalty. In verse 11, For sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it killed me. How does sin deceive you, brethren? A lot of ways. Sin will tell you that it is okay to, um, it is okay to break God's law. It would try to deceive you by the wealth of this world and yet it would lead to misery it will tell you that it is the sin is very it's, it's okay but at the end it would be destruction that's how sin could deceive and kill you and that's why in verse 12 brethren the apostle paul was like just in case you didn't understand let me conclude this with these words therefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. Does that sound like a person who wants to go to do away with God's law? I don't think so, brethren. So he was saying that yes, there's the law would would introduce you what is sin, what sin is, but it but at the end it is holy, it is just and good. You know what, brethren? The fault is not in the law, the fault is in us human beings because of our failure to keep it now the law can show us what sin is but it doesn't have the power to deliver us from sin that's where grace comes in do you understand that brethren the law can only tell you what is right and good but it doesn't have the power to change your heart it doesn't have the power to change your behavior that's where grace comes in all right so, grace fill in what the law could not do. And because of grace, brethren, we are given the chance to repent of our sins and to do better with our lives. Let's go to our final scripture here, Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. Sadly, this verse is being abused by a lot of people, but this is actually a very beautiful verse, brethren. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. For by grace... You have been saved by, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You see, brethren, the law cannot save you. Even if you keep the law perfectly from this day up to your, the end of your life, which is impossible, 
You cannot undo your past sins in your life. So you need a Savior who needs to pay the penalty of sin, which is death. And you see that, brethren? I don't know about you, but every time I think of God's grace, it just amazes me. God's grace is so incredible that because of um, God knows me inside and out, He knows how sinful I am, how, how wretched I am, and yet he chose, he chose me to be part of His church. Did you see that, brethren? Even though we are sinful, we are, we are, um, we are carnal, God still gave us the chance to be part of His kingdom. And because of God, because of His grace toward us, we need to extend the same grace to other people. We need to be more patient and more forgiving to one another because of God's grace toward us. Kung napatawad nga tayo ng Panginoon, how much more can we we need to forgive one another. So, that, brethren, is the role of law and grace in our salvation. They don't contradict each other, but grace is there to fulfill what the law cannot do. Alright? So, I hope, brethren, that you now have a better understanding of what law, what, what law is based on Paul's explanation and the amazing role of grace in our salvation. Hello friends, I need your help. If this is not too much to ask, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. This should only take 5 seconds of your time, but this simple gesture would help me reach more people and share the word of God with the rest of the world. You have the power to make a difference in people's lives.